In the early centuries of Christianity, it was common for people to delay baptism until just before death. There was a misunderstanding, a misconception that certain grave or mortal or serious sins could only be forgiven once. And so they wanted to delay baptism until as close as possible to death so that they would not sin after baptism. Confession or reconciliation as we know it today was not yet standardized in the rite which we have it. Although it was available, we hear in John chapter 20, Jesus clearly giving the the authority and power to the apostles to forgive sins. We also hear a reference to it in the book of James, where James says, "If, if there are any who are sick among you, let them send for the presbyters or the priests of the church and let the priests pray over the, those who are sick. And if they've sinned, their sins will be forgiven them. However, Once again, there is not the standard format of reconciliation as we have it today. And so people, they delayed their baptism as long as possible. The only problem with this is timing. And something similar happens today. People will delay repenting. They will delay turning back to God. They will delay receiving the sacrament of reconciliation. They will delay going to confession. On more than one occasion, I've been called to a hospital or to hospice or to a nursing home or to somebody's home at the very last moment. And the person who is sick, the person who is dying, or it's normally their family members, they have this expectation that the priest is going to come in and wave some type of magic wand and completely change that person's heart. That person who has walked away from God for months or years or sometimes decades, somehow the priest is magically going to transform that person's desires in an instant. I think that's unrealistic. Many times when I go to these places, the person, they are not conscious at all. Many of them will never wake up again. And some of them no longer, uh, they no longer have the, the capacity to examine their conscience to make a good confession because of their illness or because of an accident, because of their age, because of their state or their condition. They're not able to use reason anymore. They're not able to go back into their memory either. And they're not able to make a good confession. 
Well, the priest can say some prayers, but if that person's heart does not respond to God's invitation to receive his grace, his unconditional love, compassion, and kindness, and mercy, sometimes... Sometimes I'm called and the family members ask me to give last rites to their loved one. It's now called the sacrament of the anointing of the sick. And I will tell them, I'd be happy to do that. Where are you? And they'll say, well, we're at the funeral home. And then I have to politely and charitably explain to them that I cannot give a sacrament to somebody who has died. The sacraments are for the living, not for the dead. The sacraments are for the living, not for the dead. And so I can pray some prayers for the person's soul. But do we have the certitude in those particular prayers that, that the sins of that person will be removed? The same certitude we have in the sacrament of, of reconciliation? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. That person has waited too long. And they got the timing wrong. And because of that, they may be facing some eternal consequences which they were not anticipating. Lent Lent is coming early this year. But if you're listening very closely to the readings this morning at Mass, you will think that we're already there. In the first reading, Prophet Jonah, Jonah has been called by God to go and proclaim a message of repentance to the relatively large city of Nineveh. This is one of the very few times in the Old Testament where it actually worked, where the people actually listened to the prophet which God sent, and they actually repented. Even the king repented, and everybody under the king repented, and the city was saved. Very rare. And in the gospel, Jesus says the words which we will hear again on Ash Wednesday. Repent and believe in the gospel. So we have that common theme of repentance. And there's another theme, and that is of urgency. There's a timeline. If you look at the first reading, God gives a timeline to the residents of Nineveh. He tells them, you have 40 days you have 40 days to get your act together. Otherwise, you're gone. And in the second reading, St. Paul writing to the community in Corinth, which we heard a lot about last week. St. Paul says, time is running out. And in the gospel, Jesus says, the kingdom of God is at hand. The time of fulfillment, it's already here. It's already among us. And it's interesting, when he calls the 
first four apostles in the Gospel of Mark, they're all fishermen. You don't hear the apostles when they're called by Jesus. You don't hear them say, well, thank you for the invitation. Let me process this batch of fish, which we just brought in, and get it to the market, and then I'll be with you in just a few hours. Or you don't hear one of them say, you know, I'm going through a really difficult time right now. Now it's not a really good time for me to repent or to, or to uh, follow you, Lord. So can I catch up with you in about a week or two? And you don't hear them say, well, maybe next year. Or maybe after I retire. No, they drop everything instantly and they follow the Lord. So what are the readings telling us this morning? I think it's pretty clear. If you go back through the readings again, you'll you'll see these two themes just jump right out at you. The readings are calling us to repent and don't wait to do that. Don't wait for Lent. Don't wait for summer. Don't wait for your retirement. And certainly, certainly do not wait until what you think is going to be the end of your life because you're going to miss the timing. If you're planning to travel to a foreign country, you will need a passport to do that. I was in the Newport Post Office a couple weeks ago. And if if you ever want to do a study in human psychology, go and stand in that post office for about 10 minutes. Just watch what happens. <laughs> but anyways, I was standing in line at the Newport Post Office. And if you've been there, you'll know that the, the line is it's right in front of the counter. And there was somebody at the counter who was asking for a, an application to get a passport. And the person at the counter gave it handed them the application for the passport and said, even if you want expedited or the very expensive service, you can plan on waiting at least a month to get your passport. And this person who was asking for the application was not expecting that. They were surprised and they actually became a little frustrated about that because their travel plans were in less than a month and they were going to have to change those plans. Now, if you go to the Passport Agency website, you will see that there's a very small opportunity for a person to obtain a passport within three days. But in order to do that, you need to present, you need to make an appointment and bring to that appointment a letter from your doctor stating that you're going to be dead within three days or a death certificate of a direct family member overseas in a different country. And by the way, I worked for the federal government for 20 years. And if you think that you can make an appointment with any agency in the federal government within three days, is it possible? It's possible. Is it probable? Absolutely not. So if you go home today and you say, you know, tomorrow morning I'm going to fly to Spain I'm going to fly to Spain tomorrow morning. And if you don't have a passport, that's not going to happen. 
they won't let you on the aircraft. And if you're able to sneak on the aircraft somehow, and you're able to fly to Spain, you're not going to make it through customs in Spain. They're going to turn you right around and put you on the next flight coming back to the United States. If you're not ready with your passport. The readings are very clear for us this morning. Asking us to do two important things. To repent. And to not wait to do that. Praise be Jesus Christ.